Welcome to the Boss Room. My name is Alex Kaz. Tonight I'm joined by my co-host, Shamster. Boom. We're also joined by Imamu. All day. All, all night. night. And Omi as well. Back again. All right. Well, this was a very busy week, so let's get into it. Hype block. Hype block. Hype, hype block. <laughs> okay, well, the very first news category that we have tonight is the Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury announcement, which is very exciting. Um, so basically, the Bowser's Fury section is a fully open world area where you can go and eventually become essentially Super Saiyan Cat Mario and fight against Fury Bowser, which is basically kind of looks like Godzilla. So pretty epic, and I'm very excited to try this out. One cool thing is when you get the game, you can actually start off in Bowser's Fury mode, which I probably will do because I've already played Mario 3D World. Um, did you guys see this at all? Did you guys uh, watch the announcement trailer and that sort of thing? I did. I heard about it, but I did not see the trailer until now. So it looks amazing as usual. I, I said this last week, Martin, or maybe a couple of weeks ago. 3D World is one of my top three Mario games of all time. Again, depending on my mood, but it's up there. I'm actually slightly, maybe 2% less excited just because the new trailer of, of Bowser's Fury showed me that it's more like Odyssey, which I like, but it's not, it's not in my top three. I thought it'd be more like 3D World, which it is. That's why it's only 2% lower, but um, I saw the trailer. I loved it. I'm pumped. Definitely getting it. I kind of wanted it to be like a reward after you beat 3D World or do you know get certain things. Um, but I'm good with it. Well, you were saying that it was like Odyssey, which I do agree as far as sort of the open world aspect, but the actual power-ups are not anything like Odyssey. They're basically straight out of Mario 3D World, which, you know, it's very cat-focused, which is kind of hilarious and awesome. Yeah. So I do like that. Yeah, you're definitely right. The, the power-ups, and I didn't even notice that at first. You brought that to my attention. The power-ups are definitely 3D World, which is one of the reasons I'm still, I'm, I'm still super excited anyway. Even if it was all Odyssey, I'd be excited. Odyssey 2, I'd be excited for it. For sure. But so, for example, I think the art style, uh, the camera angle, and and even like Bowser. He's the giant flamethrowing Bowser. Epic. Yeah, that was all from Odyssey, essentially. Open world, like you said. Um, again, it's it's great. Odyssey is great. That's probably in my top five Mario games of all time. That's why I only dropped the 2%, but I'm definitely excited for this game. I hope it's long. I'm, I'm worried it's going to be like a tease. It's going to be like two hours or something like that. Hopefully it's like 10. I'll be really excited if it's 10. I doubt that, to be honest. It'll, Me it'll too. Probably be, I'm guessing about three hours is my guess. That's 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 good because any the more Mario you get, you get the better. But I'd rather have 10 hours of Mario than, than three hours for sure. Kind of remind me of um, Sonic the Hedgehog when he turns Super Saiyan almost at the yeah. end. So I'm hoping that... Uh, you know, uh, Mario doesn't turn Super Saiyan just at the end only. That is something that you could kind of enjoy a little bit longer than what you got from Sonic, because I just felt like uh, it just—it it was just such a tease. And then once you became Super Sonic, the game is pretty much over. You just kind of like blast through all the levels and it's done. Um, so I, I hope that uh, um, Mario, you're able to experience that 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 massive scale of his and really enjoy it. 
Let me let me ask a question. This is probably a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is Super Saiyan? Is that what you're saying? Super Saiyan? I don't know what you're saying. Super Saiyan is from Dragon Ball Z, so it's uh, like what, what Goku turns into. I'm not into Dragon Ball Z, but I know that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know that. I'm not into Dragon Ball Z. It's kind of like when you turn all gold and your hair turns gold. That's like another level of of power that you have. So I just use the reference. To Imamu's point, I do think that would be awesome if you could experience that mode multiple times where it's not necessarily the only, you like it, everything leads up to it and then it ends there, where is maybe you can unlock it earlier on and there's one boss battle where he just sort of be- goes back into hibernation or something like that. Right. And then you do it again. But I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we'll see how they do. But um, whatever Nintendo does, we know that we'll have fun with it. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely know what they're doing. Yep, agreed. Omi, you got any thoughts on this? So yeah, I mean, I I, I really like the art um, in this game. It's it's really colorful. Um, you know, it's classic Mario, um, but you know, it's it's you know like an updated version. And the the fact that they've they've added uh, that section of, of Bowser's Fury, I think gives uh, the game a, a cool twist. Um, I also like that it's a free realm, so kind of like. Know, go in there and kind of explore yourself and see what the world's like um so yeah i'm pretty excited to play this what's that is it splishy or splashy what's that thing's name where you get to swim around on it i love that thing plessy plessy yeah. yeah i love that thing water slide level in 3d world i don't know it's not a water slide but it feels like one you're flying down there's like waterfalls and you're jumping around and splish splashing i love that so I'm excited. That, I'm glad that that's actually that's essentially the vehicle that gets you around the open world it seems like it, at least in the water parts one of the very exciting things about Mario 3D World proper, that game, is they've added online multiplayer, so we can all play this co-op. So I'm very yes. excited to try that out. And I, you know, that means every one of you guys has to get this game so we're, we can all play this online. <laughs> yep, yeah, definitely. When I play Mario, I typically play single player cause just because I love it so much. I like to get immersed in it and I just like to play it straight through. But uh, I know uh, New Super Mario, that that line was sort of, uh, that series was sort of chaotic a little bit when it had the uh-huh. multiplayer. I didn't play this one at, at all, maybe a little, but I don't remember. With uh, three or more players, I might have played two. But do you know if it's chaotic? Is it is it doable? I mean, I'm sure it will be chaotic because that's kind of the point of it is, you know, every time I would play New Super Mario Bros. Wii uh, with four players, no matter what, like I would try to work with people, but everyone's trying to play for themselves and trying to like kill you. So that's what it probably ends up being. And they actually kind of advertise it as that. Like you can help or hurt your, you know, cohorts. That makes actually makes sense. And now that you bring that up, I'm guessing because I think they advertise it like that when it first came out on the Wii U. I'm guessing that's probably why it never got all of the attention that it deserved because a lot of people. Just, you know, I mean, multiplayer games are cool, but when you think of Mario, you just think of Mario, I guess. Uh, and right. Plus, a lot of people didn't have the Wii U. So I'm thinking maybe people just approached it wrong, or not that they approached it incorrectly, but that Nintendo advertised it a certain way that made it seem like it was only one type of game. But really, that game, if you play that straight through as a straight-up single-player Mario game, it's Amazing. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's how I played it. I just played it single player and it was phenomenal. It reminded me obviously a lot of Mario 3D Land, which I love that game for the 3DS. So it's just basically an updated version of that, which is awesome. 
when I think of Mario, I I always think of a single player game. I th- I think that's the way that you can enjoy the game yeah. the most. Um, I feel like online, like a uh, multiplayer, just gives the game like another like another taste. Um, because you're you're you know you can you can actually play with uh, your friends or you can play against your friends. But when you're mm-hmm. doing you know when you're playing by yourself, I don't know. You're 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 trying to complete missions and you're trying to explore. So I don't know. It's it's exactly it's a little different. You're trying to find secrets when you do it by right. yourself. When you play with the multiplayer, you're just running around having fun, laughing, falling in pits, right. and just dying all the time. At least yep. that's the way I perceive it. But I remember, I actually, you know what? I might have played uh, more multiplayer than I thought because I do remember the bubbles, unless that was also part of New Super Mario. I think that was New Super Mario Brothers. I think they do it in 3D World too. I'm, I want to say they do. Um, basically, I don't know if it's bubbles. I'm pretty sure it is. But essentially, when you die, you come back and it's pretty streamlined and it's it's it works. Uh, one thing I heard, people were complaining. I forget which game it was. I think it was uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That's a great game. That was on the Wii U. And when that came out for as a port, which we'll talk about later because we're going to talk about the Wii U. When that came out for uh, when that came out for the Switch, that game cost I want to say sixty, but I think it was less on the on the the Wii the Wii U. It was like 40, I think. It was, uh, so this was right when I got my Switch. So I was just clamoring for any game that came out. And uh, it came out for 60. And basically, when it came out for the Wii U, it, it was 50. But 50. I didn't care because to me, it was a new Switch game. And I had not played it on the Wii U at that point. So yeah, I was excited and I loved it. And I didn't care. Like it was worth $60. 100 percent and it probably still is today it's probably going for like 60 or 70 because their their games always go up in price but um what i was going to say regarding that is 3d world came out for the switch at 60 bucks too and that's okay a lot of people are saying because it's actually including uh bowser's fury so really the game's about 40 i mean i guess it depends on how big bowser's fury is but it's it's a good deal it's fine it's fair I'm, i'm pumped up even if it was just 3D World as just a straight port by itself without Bowser's Fury, I'd still say it would be worth $60 because that's it's still a great game. Yeah. And Nintendo values their IPs and keeps the price up on them, which actually there's an example of a company that kind of made a mistake and it hurt them. Uh, Activision, they released the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for $40 for three games. So then when Crash 4 came out, it had terrible sales because that came out for $60, but no one wanted to buy it because they got three games for 40 I wonder what happened to that game. Because, and you know this, I've, I've, I talked about it a few times. I've been playing uh, Crash Bandicoot here and there. One and two, not the third one yet. I, I didn't even know a fourth one came out. I mean, I did, but it was in the back of my head. So... It didn't get a lot of buzz. That's probably part of the reason. I mean, it was it was sixty dollars, and people yeah. they gave Nintendo a hard time when they came out with three All Stars because they were old ports for sixty dollars. But twenty dollars for each of those games, in my opinion, is a very great price because those are all fantastic games. And Nintendo does it because they want to keep their IP at a high value. Yeah, they don't they don't ever lower the price. It typically only goes up, especially if it's published by Nintendo. I love Nintendo, but and you know that I say that all the time. It's kind of weird, but um, their games are worth it to me. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> it's it's also funny because it, you end up buying their games like six times. You'll buy their games six or seven times, and you won't even care. How many How many uh, Super Mario Brothers twos do you own? Wait, wait, Super Mario Brothers two. Let's see. I have the NES cartridge over here, but that's displayed. I have it on the NES Classic. 
I have it for the NES Online, which I pay the annual $20. I have it on... GBA? I do, yeah, so I have it on GBA, and I also <laughs> have it on my Wii, which I bought uh, back in the day when I had my Wii. There you go. So you have it like five or six times, so yeah. Oh, I also have it on my 3DS. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah, probably somewhere else, too. You'll probably think of another one. That's just Mario 2, which is my least favorite of the NES games, but it's still <laughs> amazing. Well, I, that's why I brought Super Mario 2 up uh, randomly, not just because it was your, your least favorite. I didn't know that, but just because it's not one. I don't know, because one is kind of one. But yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, so that kind of proves my point. I mean, literally on my desk, I have my 3DS, which has it on there. And then I have the box, which I was using as sort of a display piece for an unboxing, which has it on the NES Classic. So that's two just on the, my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever beat it? Of course. All right, I was gonna say if you have like nine copies and never beat it, then that's a problem. Oh no, I beat it on <laughs> I beat it on the Wii, I beat it on 3DS, I beat it on the GBA. Like I'm I'm definitely playing it. So okay. A couple more news items in regards to the Mario uh, information. There was a new Mario Special Edition Switch that was announced. It looks amazing. I will say that it's a red colored switch. It has a red dock. It has the red joy cons and the joy con holder is blue. So it almost looks like it's the suspenders that he has on. It, it looks good. It looks amazing. Yeah, It looks amazing. And I will probably pick it up. I love it. Do, do you have a switch already? Yeah, I have a switch, but my, my, my son uses that most of the time. So I will get this one for me. And it's going to have a better battery than, than the original. Did they actually confirm that they changed the battery? Yeah. The newer one did. The newer one. Okay. But but Imamu, the one you have is actually technically worth more because the, since we have the original versions, mm -hmm. they're worth more because they're they're actually able to be hacked currently. And, and that's the chip. I think the, the chip, they weren't able to patch it, so they had to yep. change up the chip. Yeah, that's exactly what they did was they changed they changed the Tegra chip to use the Marico chip after that. Um, Kaz, what, what I was going to say is I thought of you because uh, remember when I got the red skin for the yeah, Switch stock? Yeah. It actually came out pretty good after I, I stuck it on there and I paid like 10 bucks for it on eBay. And it's really, really nice. And I thought it looks cool. And then I'm like, oh, well, I really like that Mario uh, edition switch. But then I'm like, but I got that sticker skin on there and it looks just as good. So if I did it, I would be doing it just for the Joy-Cons in the blue, which is obviously better than the sticker. But I wish the sticker didn't look as good because then I maybe would even consider upgrading my switch, but I'm not going to do it. Kyrie and Case is really cool. Red with a blue, blue and on the, the other side. The yellow zipper. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really, really cool. And the uh, um the Joy-Con attachments where like yes. those also have like the, the yellow thing looks like a coin, which is really cool. Yes. Oh, that's what that is. That is brilliant. One of the game cases I have is a uh, is a question block. It, it would it would match it would it seemed like it would accompany the new switch really well. So I actually do have the red Joy-Cons that it came with because those came with the uh, um, Mario Odyssey 3DS. I didn't actually get that, but I imported the red Joy-Cons, which are the same color from Japan via eBay. And I paid the price of normal Joy-Cons, so it was the same price. And gotcha. uh, those look amazing. And I actually got the uh, box for the Mario Odyssey Switch. So I don't have actually the console, but I have the box for it and it looks amazing. So I, I was just going to ask you about that. I wasn't sure if it was like a Wii box or the Switch box. No, it was a Switch one. How much did you pay for that? Was it a lot of money or was it reasonable? 
No, it's like no more than 20 bucks, I don't think. Really? That's not bad. Yeah, it's cheap. I mean, I also have the uh, Switch Lite, the Pokemon Zacian and Zamazenta edition. That looks amazing. Uh, so that's why, I mean, I'm not going to pick up the Mario Switch because I already have a Switch and I pretty much am the primary user of it other than my wife who plays Animal Crossing on it. But I also have the Switch Lite, so I've actually kind of been uh, going back and forth between the two. Uh, so I really don't have another a use for another Switch at this point. So a couple more notes on Mario 3D World. There are Amiibo that are, are released, and they're also reprinting the Bowser Jr. and the Bowser Amiibos, so those will be coming out. Um, I actually went today to GameStop to try and pre-order the game and the two Amiibo that were coming out, and unfortunately, I was only... So I did pre-order the game, but they would only let me pre-order the Mario Amiibo. They said the Cat Peach Amiibo was only available to be pre-ordered online, which was kind of weird, but I mean, I don't know. I'll just probably order it and pick it up at Target. Why don't you just order it from Best Buy like I did? Well, Best Buy is like a half hour away from where I live, and Target's like 10 minutes away from where I live. But they'll deliver it to your house, won't they? I want to get it when it comes out, though. I gotta unfilm, yeah. I gotta film that unboxing, bro. Yeah, well, then <laughs> if you wanted to do that and get real street cred, you gotta do it two days in advance. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, on Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, other than just ex- excitement? I want to play That's it. All you can't really put out there is just the excitement and waiting to see it launch. When is the launch date, actually? Like February 12th or 11th or something like that? February 12th. February 12th. It comes out with the uh, with the new Switch. Ooh. See, Nintendo is so devious. Two days before Valentine's Day, they know a lot of people are going to start <laughs> arguing. This is horrible. <laughs> So on Monday, Disney announced Lucasfilm's games. Now, there wasn't really much that happened on the first day that they announced this. There was just a sizzle reel that they put out that had all the current games that are out there, the Battlefields, the mobile game, the online game, also uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So they put out a sizzle reel that showed all that. The next day, though, we found out that the EA exclusivity deal is over because Star Wars announced a game with Ubisoft. Oh, my. The exclusivity is over, but EA still has has rights to some of the games. They're still going to make, I think, a Jedi Fallen Order 2 yep. and, and some other things. I bet they're, they're probably going to continue with the Battlefield or Battlefront um series because that's been successful for them after the whole controversy years later it's much better of an online experience it's much better but ea is known for microtransactions and it's so, so annoying it's just oh, of course it's it's just ridiculous i mean i when i bought the first battlefront i was all pumped up and like almost more than more than half the stuff i tried to play in the menus i tried to go through and it said i had to buy something i'm like what are you talking about i think i spent full price on that game and that's when I stopped buying any EA games because I'm like, I'm not I'm not playing this game, literally. <laughs> the first Battlefront was the reason why I wanted to get the PS4 because that game looked so good and there was so much Star Wars hype because uh, Force Awakens Force Awakens had just come out. So oh, yeah. there was so much hype and I uh, I didn't really end up playing that much of it, but I'm glad I got the PS4. Well, the, the other thing that turned me off from it pretty quickly was the voice acting. It just it didn't sound like Darth Vader to me. It wasn't Darth Vader, but it just wasn't even close to being good enough. I mean, maybe it was okay. I don't remember, but I remember that standing out. Um, but mainly, I remember trying to do all kinds of stuff, and it kept saying, "Buy this, buy that," and I'm like, "I just bought the game. What do you mean I got to buy this and buy that?" 
Yeah, well, it is very exciting, and gamers have been rejoicing that uh, EA no longer has the rights, exclusive rights, I should say, to uh, you know newer Star Wars games. Uh, Omi, what are your thoughts on this? Because you're a big fan of um, the developer Ubisoft uh, Massive, which created the Division game. So what do you think about them creating a Star Wars game? That sounds exciting. Yeah, so if if they are able to like use the same creativity that they used in the division on the Star Wars game, I think I think it'll be a, su- a success. They they want to make sure that the game differentiates itself from the EA game. So they can't, you know, the, the games can't be related. They have to be totally totally different. So they they want to make sure that, you know, the game the games there's there's a there's a noticeable difference between between the games. And I think there will be uh different developers um they'll take a different approach uh to the game. I'm pretty excited to see what they come up with. You know, it was a little bit of news, but there's really not much about the game yet. So there's really not a lot that we. There's can not talk really about. a lot to talk about. Yeah, Ubisoft is another one that has a lot of microtransactions, or at least like yeah. their price drops quick. If anything, I feel like a lot of the um, studios are microtransaction based because Activision is the same. So can we get Sucker Punch, the makers of Ghost of Tsushima, on a Star Wars game or a Sony studio? Sega. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i would love to see like gorilla games which is like the makers of um horizon zero dawn in an open world oh, yeah. star wars game that would be amazing even just that like a story-based game ubisoft will do a great job because they also did assassin's creed so like if they can like mesh you know what you get between assassin's creed and the division and for somehow kind of turn that into a, a star wars game i think it'll be interesting do you think it's going to be an F, uh, FPS game? Yeah, definitely think it'll be an FPS game. Really? I think it might be like Knights of the Republic. I would love yeah. that. I would love that kind of game. I never played that. Me neither, but I love the idea of it. And to have like a modern version of it sounds amazing. It'll it'll yeah. be good. I just don't know if I'd have time for it. I guarantee it would be super deep. So working with the original writers... So that way the diehard fans will be satisfied with a, a, a storytelling. So if you actually focus and work with maybe even the Disney um, shows with a game, I know that that's usually faux pas. You don't want that. But if you actually work with the original writers and maybe even the, the actors to come out with an amazing game with Mandalorian, um, maybe a, a years before he meet Yoda, I think that would be such a great game. And then afterwards, you can continue to watch the show. I find that fun. Even when um, the Matrix launched, I know it wasn't a super great game, but the story was there. And you needed to watch the Matrix. I mean, you needed to watch the movie as well as play a part of the game in order to understand the next chapter of the next Matrix movie. And I thought that was an amazing way of doing things. Um, And if they did that with... The Star Wars franchise, I think it would be such a hit. It's especially with the Mandalorian. And I think this is this is a prediction, semi-prediction. I think they're they they gotta milk the Mandalorian. They're gonna milk the Mandalorian because they're gonna make a lot of money off of it. But it's also a good story, it's fun. Uh I think what they're gonna do, this, this is what I think. They're gonna do some DLC for the Lego game, the new one that's coming out. They're putting a lot of resources into that game. It's gonna right. be really good. And um, I think that they're going to add some DLC for the Mandalorian. Not right away. That game. When does that game come out? Cause you know. Nope. I I have March in my head, but I could be way off. I don't think there's an official release date. 
We'll see. But whatever. They're going to come out with some kind of Mandalorian content for something. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be well, even even do uh, Boba Fett right now, you know, and show us a little bit of what's to come by playing the game. I think that would be very fun. And it would be great for Disney because you really want to find out what happened. And playing the game, you'll end up finding new tidbits. So I actually think that's kind of why this Lucasfilms game thing happened was because they were obviously not very happy with only working with EA because the right. Battlefront 2 controversy when that game first came out yeah. was literally the most disliked post on Reddit of all time at that time. <laughs> so yep. they were not happy about that. And basically, I mean, obviously they somewhat redeemed themselves with Jedi Fallen Order and essentially they're given the same the opportunity to continue to make games for Star Wars. But Disney's like, yeah, nah, you're not going to do this exclusively. We're going to try and make more money elsewhere because I think they will incorporate the Mandalorian in a game, hopefully in a couple of years. Hopefully, right. It'll be interesting to see if any of the major publishers like Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo comes to Star Wars and says, okay, we want to make an exclusive game for our console because I could see that happening. Definitely. The first Star Wars games I played were on the SNES. Uh, Super Star Wars, Super Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi. I think that's what they were all called. And I love those games. They're still good. And um, I would love to see that happen, but... Who knows? It's Star Wars. All those licensing rights are all tied up, and it's all all about money, obviously. And you got Disney playing the game, and EA playing the game, and Ubisoft playing the game. Those are all major companies that are going to play play the game. So it's hard to predict, but it's going to come out. It, it has to. If they're smart. <laughs> and they, they, and they are. They wouldn't be Disney, Ubisoft, and EA. Yeah, I mean... Disney definitely wants to make a lot more money with Star Wars and they haven't been necessarily doing a great job in regards to the movies they've been releasing because those haven't been as successful as they probably would have liked. Commercially, I still think they were good movies, but commercially they didn't make them a ton of money. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I think they see this as an avenue to make a lot more money with the Star Wars IP, which yeah. I hope they just make a million games. So, Because I love Star Wars lore. And if there's a game that suits me that I love, you know, why not? Why not try out more Star Wars games? There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Just just be prepared for a whole bunch of microtransactions because uh, <laughs> that's what Ubisoft yep. does. Yep. And also be be prepared for the price to drop within the first three months from like oh, wow. sixty bucks to thirty bucks. Yeah. No, that's Ubisoft for the for the actual game. That's fine because they make up the difference with microtransactions. You can't play the game without buying stuff unless you're That's grinding. True. And yeah, I mean, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. I think that game companies will be cautious coming into this with microtransactions because of the Battlefront controversies. I think there will still be microtransactions included, but I don't think they'll necessarily be necessary or, you know, as you know, as necessary to complete the game. So hopefully that's not the case, but, you know, we'll see. Well, they're, they're never necessary. It's there as an option, but, you know, you either have to play many hours to, to you know, do something, or you can basically just use a few dollars and, and do it quicker. So it's, it's, exactly. it's, up to the, it's up to the player. But, I mean, that's what Ubisoft does. I, I'm pretty sure the game will be jam-packed with microtransactions. It it I will, and I can't blame them. I can't blame them. They got to do what they got to do to make these games. It costs a ton of money. They have huge right. teams too. I don't know if you guys remember 
just a little bit before the PS4, um, they were talking about how are we going to make more money? Started with the microtransactions. And then now you see it even more because more games cost more to make than movies. Oh, nowadays. yeah. that That's the other reason I don't care because I don't know if it, what the price is exactly, but let's just say games were 60 bucks, 60 bucks for the past 10 years. They haven't really moved a lot. So, again, they got to do what they got to do to make their money. Games are cheaper now, in my opinion, because there's so many. There's so many games out right now. There are a lot more studios, definitely. They drop in price so quickly because there's so many games out. So, you know, the hardcore people will buy it at release, but the casual people will just wait and then play it later on. The exception, the exception is Nintendo. Exactly. That's what I was going <laughs> to <Yep>. say. <laughs> Yeah, they don't drop in price and no, they, they don't, don't budge. So they don't have to. They just keep it the way it is. And if you don't like the games, they don't buy it. But everyone likes the game, so they buy it. Well, not just because of uh, that, because they have their own ecosystem. They're more like yep. the Apple of the gaming world. Well, and the games are good. My, no, it, it, it's really the consumers make the choice of whether the price goes up or down because there are so many options out there. But there aren't any options for a Mario. It's within the Nintendo's ecosystem. You're not gonna play Mario on the PC unless yeah, if you. Yeah, right, but say, you same with God of War. You're not gonna play God of War anywhere, and it's like twenty bucks now. But well, Mario games are still fifty, sixty bucks. Well, well, God of War is a mature rated game, so that's a that already cuts off so much of the market. Whereas Mario's an everyone game that even adults love playing. Yeah, but but even Sony or some of the other other uh, other studios or companies have um, games that are not mature well you you have to really understand it's not just uh maturity and stuff like that it's because within then uh sony or xbox ecosystem they have competition within their own ips yeah so it's not like they're not competing with other studios they own their studios and they they're also competing within their own platform where nintendo is not really competing with anyone if you don't abide by their rules, you're not going to be in there. I, I honestly just think, and I'm a fanboy, I'll admit it. I just think their games are so good that they're just worth <laughs> the money and they don't drop the price because they don't need to. No way. No. One example of one, what Imamu is saying right now is the fact that Nintendo's Switch, the Nintendo Switch top 10 selling games are all Nintendo first party. Granted, they're all over like almost 10 million each, so it's phenomenal. It's great. However, PlayStation, Xbox, what are the top games every year? They're not first-party games, even though they still sell great. They're, they are Call of Duty, Madden, and NBA, and, you know... Well, the sports games, I understand, because the rosters change all the time. Well, well, also, like, and also um, Grand Theft Auto, because that's still there every year somehow. What keeps the game coming back are the microtransactions. That's how yeah. they continue to build on, you know, make revenue based on on these games, or you know, based off these these games. I mean, just a, a prime example: the uh, Call of Duty made 1.2 billion dollars just in microtransactions in the third quarter of last year. Just microtransactions. Boss featured topic: BFT. Okay, well, due to the hype of Mario 3D World. Our boss feature topic today is, does the Switch prove the Wii U is great? Now, this is going to be a general Wii U discussion and legacy of the Wii U. Now, I know Shamser was a very early adopter of the Wii U, so why don't you get into it? Yeah, I will. I love the Wii U, and I don't think the Switch proves that it's great. I just think the Wii U was great. 
and I think well, I'm not going to say what I think yet because I want to ask everyone else first what what uh, what they think. So the first question I want to ask is, and this sounds cheesy, but what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of the Wii U? Let's go with Omi. Innovative. Okay, I like that. What do you mean by that? I mean for by, for the time when when the um, when Wii U was released, um, you know there was nothing like the gamepad it had on the marketplace. So um, it was a first of its kind. Um, you know it, it gave you the ability to be you know, between speech marks. It wasn't really mobile, but it gave you the ability to you know play on your TV and then you know take that gamepad and play by you know sitting on your couch. Um, yeah. So yeah. You had a Wii U, right? You have a Wii U. When did you get it right after release or did you wait a couple of years or when when did you get it? I got it right after release. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but I got it for Christmas, the year that it came out. Imamu, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think of the Wii U? Uh, Nintendo DS or XL. Um, it just reminds me of just the portability and also the creativity of Nintendo. Um, but... Also, the next word that comes up would be the switch, because without the, yeah. the without the first that the previous console, you wouldn't have the switch, um, because it just made them think outside the box. But I think that the Wii U would have been a successful console if it wasn't just for the developers um, abandoning it. Um, and I totally get why they did so. But um, and Nintendo learn with the the switch, but. People have to remember that um, developers make or break a console, and if you if you're not with the developers, um, just like how the PS3 almost died mm-hmm. at an early age because they kind of like forced the developers to learn a new code and a new drive and a new processor. Nintendo was very stingy when it came to a lot of developers wanting to launch a lot of the games that they already had, but they had a lot of rules. And now Nintendo Switch released all those rules and said, hey, we, we really wanted to, uh, I understand the Wii U wanted to focus more on a particular age group and just a fun factor and a safe environment. But a lot of developers wanted to launch like Mortal Kombat and all these other games that's on there that a lot of kids wanted to also play. And now they, they let loose. And now you can see that the, now they're really seeing the benefits of, just letting the parents make the decision. They, they were okay with that, weren't they? The they just the, the third parties didn't want to do it because uh, it maybe Cosmos, but because it was either too hard to, to develop for, or because it was um, it wasn't going to make them enough money because not enough people had the Wii U. It wasn't worth it to the developers to make a game or at least port a game that has such a low install base that it wasn't worth it for them to make games for it. Which which actually goes into the first word that I think of with the Wii U. And I actually do really like the Wii U, but the first word I think of is failure. Because it was probably Nintendo's biggest failure other than the Virtual Boy. But, I mean, I think what it set up for with the Switch was amazing. The actual concepts are amazing, but the execution, the naming convention, because a lot of people probably just thought it was you buy the pad, the you buy the tablet for your current Wii, which that's not the right. case, but with how with Wii U, how would you really know? Because it has Wii in the title. Well that was marketing that was their marketing fault. 
which was a big problem. Um, I, I would say for me, the words that I think of first is, and this is genuine, I would say refreshing and underrated. That's more of an obvious one to me, at least. Um, refreshing, because that was the time with PS3. That was the time with Xbox 360. There was a lot of just tons of first-person shooters and, you know, hardcore games, which are cool, but no one really did. No one really does what Nintendo's doing. So one other question I have for you guys is what do you what do you like most about the Wii U? For me, it was the controllers. Uh, I mean, I played Call of Duty Modern Warf- Warfare on the Wii U, and the fact that you could use the uh, the controller and the joy joysticks, the Joy Cons, on like uh, you know like on an adapter that kind of looked like a gun was amazing. So it reminded me of the Nintendo uh, gun when you when you played that duck game. Um, duck hunt. Yeah, duck hunt. Yeah. But uh, but are you talking about the Wii or the Wii U games? Oh yeah, right. It is it is the Wii U. Yeah, it's, it's confusing, not, right? And that's why everyone. Yeah. That's why it failed. <laughs> Part I of got, it is. I got confused by what you said, so I was like, "What? We had that?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I totally forgot. In general, so we talked about the Wii U before, um, and and I know you liked it, but what did you like most about it? Oh, now that you've refreshed my memory, and, and I was confusing both consoles, um, ah, which everybody does. I don't, yeah, I mean, I can't really uh, i don't know um nintendo land was an amazing multiplayer game nintendo land was good yeah but i mean like i don't know like i cannot think of a on the wii u itself i can't think of a game that i was like oh my god this game blew my mind on this console yeah like 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 a prime example i just i just confused both both consoles the wii and the wii u well that's one of the reasons they failed right so that actually does kind of get into my point about how the Wii and the Wii U is very confusing. So Omi was confused just even back in his own memories. So what's it like um, up there? Mental lapse. So I actually was not an early adopter of the Wii U. I actually got the Wii U after I got my Switch. And basically, I had played all the Mario games on the Switch. And at that time, and I wanted to play Mario 3D World, which I'm very excited for it to come out on the Switch now. But at the time, there was no other way to play it other than on the Wii U. So I got it. And for me, the thing that I love most about the Wii U are the games. Now, there are the two Zelda remakes in HD, which look phenomenal. Mario yep. 3D World, Smash 4, which is still really good. I had the one on the 3DS and the one on the Wii U. You know, I actually played the one on the Wii U after I played Smash Ultimate, but I basically played the one on the Wii U just to unlock the characters because I had it. But, Shamster, you had a lot of these games actually when they came out. Why don't you get into it? Yeah, so um, you named a lot of them, but you played them in reverse because you, you started with a lot of the ports. For me, I liked the, the Wii U right away, and what I liked most about it was, number one, it was Nintendo. But what that matter what mattered even more when it comes to that is the fact that the uh, games it was the first time you could play them in HD, so that was huge to me, because I remember not liking the Wii or the regular Wii a lot, because that that's right when the 360 came out, and then I think the PS3 right around then at some yep. point, and um, they were cool. But seeing uh, New Super Mario Brothers on or in uh, HD looked incredible. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was another good well, game. Well, that came later, but the one I was going to mention, the reason, when I knew I loved the Wii U was pretty pretty quick. Was It came pretty quick because I got the Wind Waker HD version, which came in one of the best boxes of all time. 
it's it's funny because when i got the wii u the reason why i was real hyped about it is because they said they had the wind waker tablet in stock so when i actually went to get it i made sure to get that one so you have the box which i'm actually pretty jealous of because that box is amazing but i do have the wind waker tablet so at least my wii u is somewhat of a collector's edition (laughs) yeah if i had to pick between the box and the tablet it would definitely be the tablet because of the hieroglyphics on the outside the gold Oh, yeah, it looks so good. Now, I always downplayed that game. I never even cared about it because I thought it was too kiddie and I fell for that whole thing because the art style was so unique. When it came out, I never really played it. I never played it. Uh, But seeing it in HD is fantastic. It looks incredible. And not only that, the fact that you could use the map while you were playing the game on the gamepad made it like 10 times better. Oh, yeah. So that was another reason that I loved it. So one thing I will say about the tablet feature itself is the only games that I really liked it for was for the Zelda games and for Nintendo Land. Other than those, I actually prefer the Wii U Pro Controller for. So with Mario 3D World, I actually played through that with the tablet initially because that's all I had. I did eventually pick up a Wii U Pro Controller at one point, and I prefer that for the platformers and the Mario-type games because I also have uh new super luigi u which is in that special edition green box which looks amazing and uh new super mario bros U. so those games i prefer to use the pro controller for whereas the tablet works perfectly when you're playing zelda because you got the menu right then and there it's perfect it's one of the it's one of the best this sounds uh this sounds pretty hyperbolic but it's one of the best gaming experiences you could have with a nintendo game on a big tv not getting into VR or anything like that, just you know, straight gaming. It's one of the best experiences you can have. Well, almost like Imamu was saying, it's almost like a full console version of the DS where the tablet is, you know, the touch screen and sort of your secondary screen and the TV is your main screen. Yep. Right. Right. But the only thing about that console and one thing that made it confusing was that it was not really mobile. So like you couldn't grab the uh the tablet and just you know leave your house and play on the tablet that just didn't work 100 percent. i think i feel like that's probably one of the reasons why the the tablet or the uh, the console failed i think one thing that nintendo was very careful with is not overshadowing their other handheld devices that's true because at the time of the wii u the 3ds was basically carrying the company because that was actually you know the 3ds library is out of this world so it's probably one of the best libraries of all time. it was and it was still selling everywhere selling out it was always there um but um like i i do have a, a soft spot for the wii u i think it was a innovative um console and that's one thing i love about nintendo they're they're not too uh timid and trying something new that's that no one has ever seen before that's what they do that's what they do you know unlike microsoft and playstation they stay within the same they're kind of like battling each other microsoft is more of a software-based company and sony is more of a hardware um nintendo is is they're both pretty much they're both so they can experiment and deal with their own in-house software and make sure it just works on their hardware. And the fact that the the Switch worked as well as it did, and I've never lost connectivity issues. Like, surprisingly, in my house, 
this thing just worked. I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was on the stairs and if your wife or your spouse want to use like the television, you could still continue to play. And that was oh, yeah. one thing that they were touting quite a bit, you know? So one funny thing Imamu was saying about, you know, Nintendo working with their hardware and software is they're able to make their games very, you know, small as far as file size. And it's funny because there was this article about Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury being almost twice the amount of file size as the first game, but it was only like 2.7 gigs on uh, the new game, which is hilarious. Yeah. That that's the controversy, and wow. that's a that's a big deal for them. They don't they don't release their secrets for that. I mean, they shouldn't, and why would they? But um, that's one of the things that you don't think about that keeps them at the top because they're able to compress game file sizes to extremely small sizes, and for what you get, it's part of the, the graphic style that they use. But anyway, backing up, one thing I wanted to definitely chime in on, this goes back to what Omi was saying and, and some of what um, Imamo was saying, the range, no range, literally maybe 25 feet, maybe if you go around a corner and then it's in and out. So it's almost pointless. Yeah, I mean, like if you were able to like bring if it was in your living room and you were able to bring it into your bedroom and play it like that would have made it so much better. It would have made it better, but it's actually pretty cool the way it was, because if you have young kids, because if you're trying to watch something on TV and they want to play a game, you don't need a huge range. You just need to be right. able to push a button, have it instantly yep. switch from the console to the game pad, and you're good. And then you can watch whatever you want. So it was essentially like having two TVs in, in one room, uh, which was huge to me. That's one of the reasons I loved it. Didn't it also have a lot of like integration with your TVs? Like you could make the Wii U tablet a remote control as well? Two things with that. There was... I want to call it Wii U TV or Nintendo TV. I'm probably way off with that. I think it was Nintendo TV. There was also the remote feature. The remote feature was great as far as I, I remember because I used to be able to turn on and off my TV and I think do some other things that actually made sense, uh, especially when you have kids. I don't remember what it was. That worked. The TV component or the TV part of the whole software failed. That was supposed to do some different things where you could watch your actual services, I think on your tv but it didn't work out they canceled that but again that's where it gets confusing it's like you have the tv remote the tv service like the the wii u and the wii and it's just there was so much stuff about it they didn't explain explain clearly it just it didn't catch on but it should have i think all the systems that are mainstream at least are great but wii u was was one of my favorites well, one thing I think that game companies are straying away from, which I agree with, is sort of the whole TV integration and the cable integration. I know Microsoft was doing that with the Xbox One yep. and that sort of thing. I think it's better to sort of leave those separate. The direction they're going in now is obviously much better, and they're selling it a lot better, but I think the Wii U had a lot of great ideas. Yeah. If you had to sum it up, I would say that what killed the Wii U would be failed marketing. Um, it was really confusing at first. I think they just showed the the controller. They made it look like it was a controller for the actual Wii console. The, the console was the same. The consoles were the same. They looked the same. So like the only that's thing that too. differentiated them was the gamepad. So that's what they had to market. But I uh, yeah, they didn't do a good job of actually explaining that you actually had to buy the whole thing and not just the gamepad and use it with your old Wii. That and no third-party support are the two biggest right. ones, I would say, that killed it. Well, the Wii U is technically bigger than the Wii, but it does look very similar. I think if they actually um, uh, lasted longer, I I could guarantee you they would have launched a range extender. And 
And one thing that was disappointing for me was that you couldn't buy us another screen. So if I wanted to play another level with my kids and stuff like that, because not everybody want to just watch the television to control it. I think everyone was fighting for the gamepad, right? And and if you say if you say hack it, then that's not a feature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I totally agree. I actually do want to bring up a couple more exclusive games uh, that the Wii U currently only has that have not been ported over the Switch. Yoshi's Woolly World. That's good. Fantastic game. Well, so that one, I don't know if it will be ported over the Switch because they have Yoshi's Crafted World. But they're not porting that over. It's kind of a similar game. They uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, there is a, a 3DS port of it. It's obviously not as good graphically, but it's. I'm sure it's a comparable version. But that game is amazing, and, and I had so much fun playing that. I played through that, and I beat it. It it's was good. great. Let's see. Well, NES Remix Pack is exclusive to the Wii U, and this is the physical copy of NES Remix 1 and 2, which Full Champster and I have, and it's a fantastic amazing game on the wii u is part one exclusive to the wii u or no i think they're both on 3ds and wii u but i think the only physical version is on the wii u that includes both packs i could be wrong yeah we're getting into weird territory too when we talk about exclusive because like wonderful 101 that's now out for the uh for the switch i mean nintendo lands an exclusive yeah that's definitely exclusive exclusive Star Fox Zero is an exclusive, which I got at five below, and I believe Shamster got it at the same time that I did because I let him know about it. <laughs> exactly. And it's still new in box, and I'm never going to open it. Oh, I, I opened mine up. I played a little bit, but uh, I, I do want to get into that at some point. But, you know, for now, it's fine. I'll just leave it in the box. My favorite game uh, for the Wii U that I really enjoyed, I know it's not a Mario thing, but Splatoon. That oh, I played I love that game. so much for my kids. I've been telling Kaz to play the sequel, and he and that's better actually. I got both of them. Just play part. Just play part two. Just play part two. That's all you need. Well, I will have to play. Like I said, I have to play it this weekend for the Splatfest, so I'll get into it a little bit. But it's it's better than it's better than part one though. To be to be honest, Splatoon um, one could have easily been ported to the to the Switch. You know. It was just like one of those money grabs. I think they just did an update. It's a 1.5. It was it's a 1.5. Yeah, it wasn't a 1.5. I wouldn't have called it a 2. I think if that IPO was very nice to the consumers, they could have easily poured it over and say thank you and just do an update. But I was really upset when they just said, oh, let's do 2. The, 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 graphic, the graphics are better? Not really. They are better. I wouldn't say it was like way up there it's not to the way point better. where where you needed to pay an extra amount of money. I don't think it was worth it. And my kids no. totally agreed. They said, wait. It's better. Yes, they added more features, but I don't think that, that constitutes as part two. That should have been just uh, just an add-on. Yeah, I agree. Single-player game is the best part of part two when you're comparing it to part one because the way they treat the levels, each level gives you a different weapon and it trains you how to use it. And it actually comes in handy later on when you actually play the uh, the uh, online online game. So that's that's a big deal because in the first one I, I forget exactly, but it was kind of like the same weapon, or you could use the same weapons, or it, it didn't really. Each level in, in the sequel is is focused on add on. That's uh, all you're telling me are add ons. It's it's a better add on. It's an add on for sure, but it's definitely better. 
Like without okay. a doubt. I don't I don't disagree that add-ons are great, but I don't think it constitutes as another game. You know, the graphics, yeah. They probably enhance the color a little bit, but I, I guarantee agree with you. you that developers did not have to do that much work to to port it over and just make and just call it part two. No, no, I agree with you. But I think when they come out with part three, which they inevitably will. I think that's going to be a bigger jump. I think that's going to be a good game, and I and we can talk about that later. I mean, I don't doubt it, but like I said, I I, I felt like it was a money grab. Partially, I I think the whole point of it was the Switch was a much more su- successful console right at launch, even compared to the Wii U. So, I mean, it could just be a one point five, but to sort of introduce it to new players, I could understand them introducing it as a second game. Yeah. No, I, I agree with, I mean, you could spin it any way you want, but I feel like <laughs> if, if you're if you're a diehard Nintendo person and you purchase the Wii U, it shows that you're with Nintendo, right? And then you purchase Splatoon. At least, the least they could do, and if it's a digital version, and I get it, if it's a digital version, they could have easily have ported it over. Yeah, I, I think we're all saying the same thing. We all agree. I mean, it's it's it wasn't enough of a change. It's better, whether it's slightly better or a lot better. That's up for discussion. It's the same thing for Mario Kart Eight. I agree with that. I agree with that. That was like, come on, Nintendo. You could have at least give us some recognition of being on your side here. But they they made you purchase everything all over again. It was just so bad in that way. So that's one. That's a big downside. I I I, I would call. Um, so, I mean, Nintendo on. That was just bad. Um, they kind of just abandoned it. So I will I will say that Nintendo, I wouldn't say they necessarily did Wii U owners dirty when they had it at the time, but I mean, no. kind of. I'm a fanboy. I can't <laughs> say that. They, they, kind of, they kind of did. Miyamoto's my boy. The time span for the Wii U, I felt, was pretty short. It was actually five years, which, I mean, it's it's short, but, you know. Nintendo's typically shorter anyway. Yes, Nintendo, yes and no, but one thing is when you're jumping in the Nintendo ecosystem, all the peripherals, all those things that you buy for it, just to have the t- thing working, because Nintendo tells itself as a family-orientated game system. I get it. But a family, a family of four, you're spending way more money than you think. To actually counteract that argument, the Wii U supports all most of the Wii uh controllers and that sort of thing so if you already had that from the previous generation if anything that would actually be more consumer friendly in that regard exactly just to play play devil's advocate here so nintendo in general they're very consumer friendly but we can move on i want to ask one more question uh to all of you and we'll go with uh cause first how do you think it's going to be perceived in the long run the wii u unfortunately i think the Wii U will almost be a forgotten system because most of the best games have already been ported over to the Switch. There are yep. still obviously some exclusive games that you know we had mentioned that are still on the Wii U only. But unfortunately, I think it will sort of be lost in the wind, per se. In one sense, it's the best way to play Wii games and Wii U games because it's an HD console. So... In theory, if you play Wii games on the Wii U, they'll be upscaled to HD because of that. However, you do lose the GameCube compatibility that the Wii mostly has. So what's better 
in a console? Is it to have the GameCube option or HD Wii games and Wii U games? So unfortunately, I think the Wii U in general will be lost in time, but I still have it and I'm keeping mine and I love it. So it's great in my opinion. I, I think the box is going to stand the test of time that I have. But I also think that uh, the Wii U itself, I, I'm defending it, but I think it's going to survive and I think it's going to actually become a cult classic. That's th- Those are my thoughts. I disagree with that. I don't think it's going to be a cult classic. I think um, the Wii is actually going to yeah. beat the Wii U as a cult classic, uh, honestly. Totally agree. I'm sorry, because it's so the most console of all times. Uh, I've actually... We still have the the Wii. PS2 is number one of all time. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying within. The, I'm just saying within the. To be honest, the 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 console of all time for me would have to be the Dreamcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with the Dreamcast. Okay, but who, who has who has a working? You do. I know. Dreamcast, I know. come on, bro. I'm all about the Dreamcast. <laughs> I have 90 Dreamcast games. But you put PS2 on top, so um, yeah. No, I was talking about selling. PS2, PS2's number one selling of all time. So it sold more than the Wii? Yeah, by, by a lot. The Wii U sold 115 million units. No, the Wii. That was the Wii. Yeah, sorry, the Wii. 101, And I the think. Uh, PlayStation 2 was 157 million. Well, let's get the official. Let's get the official list here. I got it in front of me, man. I love. I love how Omi does it. He pulls the numbers. No, Omi is is reading it off the, the net, so you don't have to confirm it. So the Wii sold 115 million units, and the PS2 sold 157 million units. No, no, Wii was 101 million. You said something different. That was a different number you said originally. So the Wii... 115. No, no, Wii sold 101. Where are you seeing this, dude? Wikipedia. No, 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 don't go on the Wii. Wii was 101, PS2 was 155. Let me make a phone call. I'll get the real numbers for you. Those numbers are wrong. <laughs> I know PS2 was number one. I am seeing 155 for PS2 and 154 for DS. But that's... What about the Wii? Uh, Wii is... 101. 100. Over 100 million. Yeah, 101. The same thing. Yeah, that is the same. <laughs> that's the same thing. The Wii sold 101 million units and the PS2 sold 155 million. There you go. The Wii U is, to me, one of the greatest systems ever made, unofficially. I think so, at least, because I love, I'd love seeing Nintendo in HD for the first time. I love the dual screens. If Zelda does not come out, the Wind Waker, the, the HD remake, if that does not come out on any other system within the next five or ten years, that alone will make the uh, Wii U a cult classic, just because that game is incredible. It looks incredible. It's it's just it's just a really good game. So, the Wii U itself to me will always have a place in my heart. I love everything about it. Every time a game game gets ported over to the Switch, I kind of get a little sad, but also happy <laughs> because other people can play the games. But I kind of want the Wii U to live on. Um, and the more that port gets ported over, won't. Shout out to the Wii U. Shout out Wii U. Wii U Nintendo. Rest in peace. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> now on to the boss bits. Boss bits. Omi, what have you been up to this week? Oh, been playing some Forza this week. I actually played some Forza with a mom. And um, we actually unlocked the Cyberpunk 
DLC car. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you put that on easy to get that car? I oh did not. Goodness. I actually unlocked it on advanced. I don't know, because you did that pretty much right away after you uh, left the channel. Oh, yeah. I mean, Papa was trying so hard to not let me unlock the car. Every time I was racing, he would make me laugh, so I would crash. So I had to get off. The, uh, you were always blaming me for your bad driving. I had to get off the stream so I could do it in peace. And, and he did. He did it. If he's not lying, he did it immediately, which means he has good focus. I'm not lying. Remember, I, I, I sent you screenshots of when I the unlocked the is that I did it live in front of all you guys. I saw that. I did see that. Yeah, you did see it live, and uh, we didn't see yours because um, you weren't live. And your license plate said Imamu. Yes, that's kind of... Yeah. Why does your screenshot say Imamu when that's my car? Stop it. I, I unlocked the car immediately after I got off the phone with Imamu because he was being really annoying and not letting me race. D does your license plate say easy mode on the back? <laughs> no, for some reason, on, on uh, Omi's license plate, it said dog the bounty hunter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also DLC. He got the DLC. <laughs> no, but it was really fun. Um, it was it was really fun. The race yeah. was actually not as easy as I thought it would be. Plus, no. I did it in advance. Because the second they say go, he's gone. It's just like <laughs> you have to, you're already catching up the second you let off. <laughs> so it was very interesting. I think I lucked out. To, to be honest, I think I lucked out because the AI hit another car, and yep, that's when yeah. I actually caught in front of him, and he couldn't catch up to me because I'm such a great driver. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> what was that smirk about? Anyways, um, <laughs> you saw you saw it live. You know he couldn't catch up to me, and that was the end of it. Swag. That, that game, right? I mean, that car has great control overall. Yeah, the, ha the handling on that car is amazing. I think it has to be one of the best uh, handling cars in the game. To be honest, is is the interior leather or is it is it fake leather? <laughs> it's vegetable leather. Yeah, because you know it's like a Tesla thing. Um, it's it's futuristic. You you don't even know what it's made out of. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. It's made out of uh, some or other organic material. But overall, that car, the speed with the handling, it's like the car's on rails in comparison gotcha. to other speed um, demon cars that you have out there. You know, you could have like a super fast car, but you're not gonna have any control. This thing feels like a monster truck that can go over 200 miles an hour. Wow. It's, it's just incredible overall. Definitely my, my favorite car right now on, on the game. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'm glad that we were able to uh, experience my experience. Since we <laughs> yes, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys have the chance to play Ori? I know uh, Omi downloaded it, I think, didn't you? No, I I bought the game, uh, but I haven't played it. And and I know uh, you were you were in, intrigued by the art style, Imama. Did you play it at all after uh, we talked? Yes, I did play that, and I was um very intrigued with the amount of um abilities that you can unlock as you're playing the game. But it feels like it's more like uh you go left and then you unlock something, then you go back right, then you unlock something, then you go back left again. So it's like you stay within the same stage for quite some time. Okay. Isn't it like a Metroidvania for the most part? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But every time you go left or right, you encounter other enemies. I don't know how that's possible, but 
but it's just it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just beautiful and i think it's more like one of those um you you're just sitting down drinking a beer and you're just playing the game and listening to relaxation because because of, of the art style yeah the art style but it's also the the music um and the, the lighting music is yeah. so relaxing and the lighting is just incredible so I can't imagine playing that in like an OLED television. I know what you're gonna say, uh, Omi. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say? What's he gonna say? I know that he has all that cool, beautiful television at his uh, as home. He's got that 32 incher. I know it's it's a good. 32. One. Jeez, that's that's small. <laughs> what is that from the 80s? Um, but overall, um, it's it's just gorgeous. Um, the 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 art style. And it kind of remind me of um, Cuphead a little bit, um, just without the, the, the just the beautiful art style. Like you could tell the developers took their time to make sure that they they launched something gorgeous. And I will definitely play this. And and I know you saw I started off in, in part two, and you said nope, you must put part one on there. And um, and I found it on the Xbox Game Pass. As long as you have the Xbox Game Pass, they have both versions. Both of them. So I don't even need to purchase it. I just have to continue to rent for $10. And I think that's an amazing price. It's interesting you mentioned Cuphead because they're both technically Microsoft-developed studios. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Did they buy the Cuphead studio? What, what studio is that? Studio MDHR. Yeah. They bought them, I think, right? Oh no! I think they're still technically an indie developer, but That's what I thought, right? Microsoft published it. I thought they bought them. Well, no, no, no. Same thing with Ori. They both they basically published both games, and uh, the studios themselves are independent. Gotcha. That makes sense, and that makes me happy. Actually, uh, I don't want them to get locked. You don't want them to sell out, right? <laughs> Especially Cuphead. I'm still waiting for part yeah. two. That's going to take a while, but it'll be good. We need that delicious last course of Cuphead. <laughs> Yes, this is DLC, and I want that physical copy of Cuphead so freaking you. I am a I'm a physical copy kind of guy. And speaking of that, non rental. I went to GameStop today. Me too. <laughs> um, you did too. Uh, I pre-ordered Mario 3D World. Oh no way! That's yeah. Awesome. He went in there. He tried to get all the amiibo and, and paid cash. I walked into GameStop, and I was just looking at their displays because I had to get my car um emissions tested and they said it was going to take some time i said hey i might as well kill some time at gamestop so i walk in there and there was this cuphead watch and i'm like my son is such a huge cuphead fan you buy it yes i purchased it and you wouldn't guess what i saw over there in the same display they had i know we spoke about it probably last time one of my favorite games uh splinter cell you know the uh night goggles Yep. Oh yeah. And that was on display. And I'm like, I I can't leave this. The actual goggles themselves? The actual goggles themselves. Are they coming out of the new ver are they rebooting? That's kind of what the, the, the GameStop guy said. He said it seems kind of strange that they would give us this to sell. That's a tease. But they didn't release anything yet. So he's wondering if they will launch maybe a PS5 Xbox PC version of They this. should. They should. Yeah. Please. So I, Give us that. <laughs> I would love a next-gen Splinter Cell game. I would oh, so would. love it. Yeah. I, I wish that they would change like the game style from the previous one. I'd rather do everything myself versus the automatic shoot thing that they had. But I did love playing with online players. Um, and that was 
at first when I did, I was like, that's kind of creepy. And then the guy spoke to me. He's like, yeah, shoot the guy on the left and I'll get the guy on the right. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not an AI. This is actually a real person. <laughs> did, they, did they skip a generation or or did they have something for the Xbox One? Splinter, Splinter Cell. Or Splinter Cell? I don't think they have anything for I don't the think Xbox they One. Did, no. That, that's what, so that would be really next gen, next gen if they come out next with something. Next gen, like. next gen, exactly. And Splinter Cell always had beautiful sceneries and lighting effects. Lighting, lighting effects was there. And now we have this new lighting effect. This this game would be amazing. So I hope they're listening. Especially with some ray tracing. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean by the new lighting, the ray tracing. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine what this Maybe game they'll make it a side-scrolling platformer. No, 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 thank you. Ubisoft owns it, so it's going to be microtransaction-filled. And, and you'll yes. be able to get it at five below within uh, six months. I know, Splinter Cell was never microtransaction because... Two generations ago. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they would do with a microtransaction. Yeah, I guess they could do anything they want. But... They, they will. You'll yeah. get, like, better night goggles. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a couple of quick things I wanted to get into for myself. So this week I did actually get back into, you know, after we were talking about our backlog last week, I got back into Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So no spoilers, please. No, there won't be spoilers. So uh, so my daughter had a doctor's appointment that, you know, they only allowed one parent to go into. So my wife decided to go into that. And you know, God bless her soul. She uh, regretted that and wish I had gone in. So but uh I brought my Switch Lite with me and transferred my save game from Hyrule Warriors onto there. So I just basically played all the side missions on my Switch Lite, which was awesome. And then I transferred the save back over to my main Switch to play it on the TV. And nice. it was actually pretty pretty easy to, to transfer the save over. I had enabled the automatic save transfer, which um, basically would just the cloud save uh, would just transfer over to each switch that's under there. So it was pretty easy to do that. And I switched it back to my switch light for now because my wife plays animal crossing on the TV and then I'll just play some side missions on uh, as well. So now that's team. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing I do want to get into is, so I have the USB C battery for the GBA when I did my mod for it. And since I got it, it will the battery itself will drain pretty badly. And for some reason, I decided to look at the uh, reviews on that product. And the actual company, Handheld Legend, was commenting on people that had posted uh, negative reviews about it, saying the battery drained, saying, please contact this support line and, you know, we'll try and figure it out. So I just decided, OK, well, I'll send them a support ticket and... They immediately responded saying, you know, this is a board issue and instantly sent me a new board. So that should be arriving any day now. Wait, wait, wait. So what what was wrong with it? So the USB-C battery uh, in the GBA, it would drain very easily. So you charge it, you come back like three days later, it'd be dead. And I just I just thought that was that was it. You know, I just thought, you know, technically it does work. You know, if you charge it, it does, but it, but it doesn't hold the charge. Yeah. And I saw, I decided to check the review on, you know, the product, and a lot of people were reporting that. So when I had sent in a ticket to support, they were saying that, you know, I, I prefaced it with saying, you know, I did purchase this back in September, you know, 
I know it's been a while, but I have been experiencing this issue essentially since I got it and uh, support emailed me right away and they shipped it right away, right at the same exact time. So they were basically saying it's a known issue with the board and they shipped me a new board right away. The GBA board? No, no, no. The the board for the battery. The battery. Oh, okay. So I'm not I'm not sure how hard it's gonna be to replace it. Hopefully they'll give me some sort of tutorial in there. It looks like it's just a double a double sided piece of tape on it. So you'll just have to wedge a spudger in between it and replace the board. So hopefully it's not too bad. But I did want to give a quick shout out to Handheld Legend for instantly sending me back that board. I should be getting it any day now and Hopefully that should fix the issue with my modded Game Boy Advance that has that uh, rechargeable battery in it. So yes, big shout out to them, definitely. They're they're a very small company out of Pennsylvania, so I do want to give them some support. So you know, really big shout out to Handheld Legend. And if they want to send us some stuff to test for them, we are more than happy. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so so other than you know, I've been talking about Ghost of Tsushima to death. So I will I'll get into one quick thing about Ghost of Tsushima, which got me laughing. So I uh, unlocked the, you know, family armor in that game. And apparently this the mode, um, there's this thing that you can do called a standoff where you basically challenge the Mongols to, you know, a duel or whatever. And you just basically slice down three guys in a row. So with this armor, you can actually slice down five guys in a row. So I did that once. And then if there's any guys left over, sometimes they get scared. And this guy was running away. And I was like, I'm going to shoot him down. No, he's not getting away. And I shot him down. And then I got a trophy. and I started dying laughing. Uh, So I actually tweeted the trophy because of the PS5 share option, which PS4 has as well. But um, I saw that. Is that the one that's on uh, Twitter? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just well, I just thought it was so funny. It was just like. The actual, uh, you know, achievement. Yeah, the actual achievement of the trophy was to shoot away a scared leftover person of someone that you just sliced so out. <laughs> <laughs> that is so messed up, but it's hilarious. I love seeing little things like that in games where you're yeah. just like, oh, that's so bad. That's not a good thing. And then when you actually pass through that and you actually do something that you don't agree with they give you a credit for it <laughs> well no it's the the funny thing is is i sort of did that on my own accord and to be rewarded for just like kind of doing something on your own is pretty hilarious yeah totally so that's that cool that funny. you actually did that one thing i wanted to bring up um quickly because i didn't really play a lot of it is little nightmares 2 i played that i downloaded the demo Honestly, I have no idea why I love this game so much, but I played uh, Little Nightmares 1. I had it for a while, and I started playing it quite recently, and I really liked it, and then I beat it. Now I want to get the DLC. I want to get the add-ons. So Little Nightmares came out around 2017. I think maybe April 28th, 2017, initially. I just kept up with the exact month. I was just guessing the year. It's a really good game. It is definitely worth checking out. It's just different. It's short and sweet. It's not expensive. It's it's cool. I think uh, Cos confirmed that some of the devs worked for uh, or did, did some work on Little Big uh, Little Big Planet. Is that is that correct? They made the Little Big Planet game for the PS Vita and Tearaway as well. Yeah. Okay. Little Nightmares Two is a really cool game. I downloaded the demo. I didn't play it a ton, 
Uh, I just wanted to kind of check it out kind of quickly before we jumped on tonight. And it looks really cool. It looks like the first one only it's it's instead of uh, inside it's, instead of being inside a ship, uh, like a like a, a vessel of some sort, you're out in the forest to start. And the art style is great. The music is creepy and cool. You know what it is? It's like a Halloween game. It's a perfect game to play during Halloween, to be honest with you. It's a really good game. Really cool art style. Perfect length for me. Uh, I don't like super long games. Um, I'm not sure if part two is longer than part one, but part one is four hours, maybe. It's got uh, some cool DLC, which I haven't checked out yet, but I'm going to. I'm not sure how long part two is, but the art style is just as good, if not better. And I'm excited to play it. Now, it is on the PS4. I think it's a PS4 version only. I'm not 100% sure. But when I downloaded the demo, it was a PS4 version. Uh, hopefully, there's a PS5 version. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yes, PlayStation 5 online. So, seems like you can play it on the PS5. So, yeah. Little Nightmares looks uh, pretty interesting. It actually looks kind of scary, to be honest. It's um, creepy. It's more creepy. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, seems seems interested. Maybe I'll give it a, a a go. I do see that they have it uh have it at Best Buy for thirty bucks. So maybe I'll pick it up. One word to describe it is very well. Two words. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. intriguing huh? Yeah. All right. It's worth checking out. Imamu, any final boss bits for you? Um, I was just a little bit surprised that Cyberpunk twenty seven seven Collector's Edition is actually launching with all the controversy that they're experiencing. Wait, more of them? Yeah, and uh, that's kind of hilarious to me, so I just wanted to bring it <laughs> You up... buy it? Uh, no, I did not. I have the PC version, so I'm not going to buy But to be honest, it looks amazing. All the figurines and stuff like that looks pretty cool. Um, if I saw it on eBay, maybe for maybe a quarter of the price, I would probably consider it, but... You should see if you could get a return copy from uh, Best Buy when they did the returns on those. Oof. Yeah. What, really? They did the entire um, collector's edition returns too? Well, I mean, they were accepting them. Wow. Up until the accepted date, which was only like a week after release. <laughs> it was like four days after. <laughs> and it was for PR reasons only. Dang. Okay. And um, the other thing that I would have to say is the spot Scott Pilgrim. Um for the uh, Switch physical copy. Yes. So I haven't pre-ordered this myself, but I will before it ends. And apparently, this has already been the biggest launch of any limited-run games game. Yes. Uh, when I saw that, um, I just had to pick it up. So I already um, pre-ordered it. Which system did you get it for? Uh, for the Switch. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like Switch I mean, is the perfect console for this. Right, right. It doesn't require that much of a horsepower. I'm, I would never just get it for the PC. I think it's something that you want to travel and play. And I love the art style. Um, the price is, is pretty reasonable. $35? $35 for the standard edition. Classic that, that's edition. the one you got? Was the standard edition? Yeah, I got the standard edition at um, limitedrungames.com. Um, I have uh, I have probably like seven or eight limited run games, so I love that website, and I definitely plan on picking this up for the Switch as well. Yes, perfect. Scott Pilgrim, are you both fans of the movie, or is it just the game is that good? I have not played the game, but I do like the movie. The game looks pretty fun. The, the, the movie, um, well, the game just reminds me of all the other little brawlers type of games, so it, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't, I've played a little bit, actually back in the days but i didn't really um stay playing it because i was doing a whole bunch of other things but 
To be honest, though, this game is more so known for it being delisted than anything. Um, the movie was amazing, I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed the movie, and it kept true to the comic. The movie was amazing. I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it, and I, I probably watched it like 10 times already. Really? I, I've never seen it. I don't even know anything about it, to be honest with you. I, I watched it on Netflix like last year. It might still be on there. I'm not sure. I would just check it out. I'm going to check it out. I have to at this point. Just sit down and just watch it, and it's just funny as heck. And it just reminds me of this video game, like the coins yeah. popping when they beat up a bad guy i think yeah. it, it reminds me of river city ransom for some reason i don't know why the clips i saw but maybe i can see that yeah i don't know i, I probably get it because everyone says it's good i looked it up it, it's got good reviews uh maybe i'll watch the movie first maybe i'll read get all that, the comics but i don't know you gotta get that physical copy though like that's that's, that's what i'm thinking yeah i'll probably get it it's not it's that a- expensive if, it's if it's, it's fine. Well, yeah, and it's on pre-order for over a month, so you have plenty of time to get yeah, it. Yeah, I got time, but I'll just probably do it like within the next few days just to make sure I don't have to worry about it. Thank you for listening to The Boss Room. My name is Alex Kaz. Thank you to my co-host, Shamster. Boom. Thank you, Imamu. All day. All night. And thank you, of course, to Omi. Of course. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore boss room, and you can find us on our YouTube channel if you search the boss room. Thank you and have a good night. We out.